Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. And his sub-theme is an odyssey of righteousness. You know, that's not my normal, it's pastor, most spirit that is affecting me. You know, he has plenty English. <laughs> Well, you know, a number of things were in my mind. When I, when I think of Ecclesiastes, and let, let, me, let me address that scripture of Matthew 16. When Pastor Mo first talked about starting Ecclesia Hills, I remember he came, I was staying in Lekki then, he came to my house that day and we were talking. I asked him one question, are you sure? Are you ready? And he said yes, because Pastor Mo's been through a journey and he felt it was time. And he said, it's Ecclesia Hills. I said, okay. And the day before, the first service there was a prayer meeting to pray into the meeting i don't know how many people were there at that prayer meeting maybe about two three four people that's why it's the history let me give you some crunch here. so he asked me to take that prayer meeting and i was there eva was there and what kept reverberating in my spirit was the ecclesia the ecclesia i said i don't know why you chose that name but to help bring understanding to what the word Ecclesia is. Matthew 16, 18, and if you give me the um, passion translation, you know, it says, God, Jesus said that <clears throat> to Peter, you are the rock, and on, on this rock, I will build my church. Give me the passion translation if you have it. You know, many have interpreted that to mean the rock, Peter is a rock, the name Petros, is rock, small stone, pebble, all that. So it is on Peter, and that's why you say Peter was the first pope of the church, because it was on him the church was built. But you know, that word church, translated church, is the word ecclesia. And the word ecclesia is not, the word, it doesn't mean church, the way we understand it, the place we go to worship or a denomination you belong to. It's a word that means a legislative assembly, a parliament. And that it is not just, so in, if you know anything about history, the Bible was, the New Testament was written in Greek, right? It was translated to English. The translation was done, if you go on Google, you, you see Bishop Bancroft was the one King James commissioned to translate the Bible from Greek into English. And you know, the head of the church in England is the king. So if you call it a legislative assembly, which means a governing body, it comes in direct contention with the church. So they had to call it church, which is a place you come to worship. They watered down what the true meaning of church is. And so ecclesia means a body. So when you go to a national assembly, they enact laws. They direct the affairs of a nation. That's what church is meant to be, the ecclesia. I said, so as you take that name, understand what you are doing. What you are saying is you are the representatives of God who will stand in his stead to order the government of God on earth. That's the beginning of Ecclesia Hills. And so, I started reflecting on what Ecclesia Hills means. Four years, it's been a journey. 
one thing Ecclesia is, is not, it's not large numbers. But the issue is, it wasn't meant to be a big church. It was meant to be a citadel for God. An instrument for God to do what he wants to do on the earth. If it is an Ecclesia and a legislative assembly, our National Assembly is one of the most bloated ones I've ever seen. It's meant to be a short, sharp body that can make laws and direct the affairs of a nation. And so when I started reflecting, what came to mind was Ecclesia Hills is a place of refuge. It's a place of transition. Those were the things that were ringing in my mind. And I'm thinking a place of refuge. If I read through scripture, you had cities of refuge, which were places where if you committed a crime, you killed someone. If you got into that city, you were safe. So if you, go, if you remember the story of David and Shimei, Shimei was the man who was of the tribe of Saul. And when David was chased out by Absalom, was abusing him, you're a bloody man, was stoning him, spitting at him. And, Ab and Asael was like, my Lord, one sword, I'll take his head off. And David said, leave him. Perhaps the Lord has allowed it. If we come back, he will, he will allow me to come back. And David came back. This same Shimei came to say it was the devil. <laughs> he was just saying that he was the devil. And David just left him. But he said to Solomon before he died, don't allow him to go to the grave. So Solomon said to him, we set you in this city of refuge. As long as you remain there, you live. If you step out of there, you die. And so that's how Shimei was staying there. Till one day he decided one guy was owing him and the thing was doing him. He chased the guy out. So Solomon said, what did I tell you? The minute you step out, you are gone. And so that was what a city, a place of refuge was. And so I started interrogating and I'm like, Lord, what, what, when you say it's a place of refuge, what exactly are you, are you saying? And then the phrase halfway house came to mind. And I'm thinking, from where? What was halfway house? So even me, I had to go and Google the meaning. And it began to make sense. And so let me share some thoughts with you. Because I feel this fourth anniversary, Ecclesia Hills has gone through a morphing of sorts and it's come into a place. But many, that, that's why I was, I, was, I was amused when it's only like two people who are at that prayer meeting. So many people don't know the journey. So I think what God brought me here to do today is to help give, and it's good that Pastor Mo is not here. Because if he tells you, you just think hey, you're a divisioner. Me, I'm not divisioner, I'm, I'm just here. I can tell you what I know, and most of it by the Spirit. And it's important you understand. So the halfway home is or house is, is, is an institute that is meant for people who have either a criminal background or addiction, drug addiction, drug abuse. And it's a place where they are taken to for a season to equip them to deal with normal life out there. And so they go in for anywhere from one month to 12 months and they, they live in a controlled setting. They imbibe the right values and then they are released into the world to go and live normally. And it began to make sense. Many of you have come, and that's why Victoria's testimony was just, that's why I say it just spoke to everything I want to say. 
and even Victor. Victor, Victoria. That's it. <laughs> no, God is. <laughs> ah. It's not a God of coincidences, if you don't know. But that is exactly the journey she came on. That's what God set Ecclesia up for. To be a place of transition. A halfway house. Many of us come at different levels. Broken. And what, what, what God dropped in my spirit is that the Christian world today is full of dysfunctional and broken soldiers. Wounded soldiers. And a wounded soldier is of no use in the battle until he's restored. And that what Ecclesia Hills is meant to be is a place to restore that you might go out. So if you didn't understand why you're here and why certain things are happening around you and why, you, why you're even here, you don't even know why you keep coming back, it's God at work. I can tell you for free. And he just used that testimony to confirm what was in my spirit. So many of you stumble in either by hook, crook, or mistake. But it is never a mistake. It is the promptings and the movings of God at work. So know that you are where you're meant to be. And receive all. Stop fighting. Receive all that he has for you. Like Elijah it says when he ran away after Jezebel threatened that he was under the juniper tree and an angel came and gave him bread and water and says eat and drink for the journey ahead is long. He ate and he drank and the Bible says that he went in the strength of that for 40 days and 40 nights. Ecclesia Hills is that place of empowering for the journey ahead. God doesn't waste investments. That you're in that space, for some, you can't deal with it because you're used to being active and knowing and understanding everything about you and you seem to be in a flux. It's a good place. It's a place of empowering for what is ahead. Because if you go in the strength you have currently, you will fall. But there's an equipping that is needed for what is out there. And that's what it is. The other part of the thing, Odyssey of Righteousness, it didn't make sense to me because I was like, what's that? Just bring him his, his idea, I can understand. All poetic, all those things. It didn't work. But you know, an Odyssey, is, is, it just speaks of a long, an adventurous journey. So if you read, if you did literature, you read, um, what's that, Elias Odyssey, what's that book? They always touch others with something Odyssey. It just speaks of one, they were going on adventure up and down, going over the sea, doing this, just meaningless story. <laughs> but an Odyssey speaks of, you go through things, different things, but there's an end point. The journey is to take you somewhere. And it is an odyssey in righteousness. God brings us to a place where he cleans us up and he uses us. Many of you, the way God will use you, even you will be shocked. Because you wonder, is this me? You would never have imagined if they told you you'll be there that you'll be the one. 
It's got nothing to do with you. If, if you read in Ezekiel, it says God took Israel, Israel and her halotries, took her out of a brothel and he cleaned her up and put her in royal purple robes. Because that's how he sees his people. Yes, yeah, she went back to a halotry, but he still brought her back. You're in a place of cleansing for what is ahead. It's bigger than you. Stop fighting and just let God work. The anchor scripture for me that just frames it out for me is Romans 10. The reason we are here and why you are going through what you are going through is for you to be commissioned by God. You know when we say the call of God, many people think about preaching, about church. The call of God is, is beyond church. Jesus did not come for church. He came for sinners. The call of God is out there. So you are equipped to function out there. Not to come and be preacher and apostle, teacher, prophet, evangelist. Those are tools to perfect the body. So you need to get out of that rot about thinking when they call, you know, you know when they, they, they did um, career day in one school, one, in primary school one day, so they asked them to come dressed in the profession they want to do. So one came with stethoscope, coats, you know that one is doctor. And one came with the hard hat, clothes, you know, he's an engineer. And one came with a plane. And whoa, whoa, captain's uniform, you know that wants to be a pilot. Then one came in a suit. They asked him, What's your profession? He said, Pastor. <laughs> it's not a vocation, it's a way of life. It's a shepherd, it's a servant. Romans 10, from 14 to 15, and I'll read the Amplified. Sorry, did I read the Passion Translation of that, Matthew 16? Did I read it? Did I read it? Okay, so please let me just do that because it didn't seem they had it. Matthew 16, 18, Passion Translation says, I give you the name Peter, a stone. It says, and this truth of who I am will be the bedrock foundation on which I build my church, my legislative assembly. It says, and the power of death will not be able to overpower it. I wanted to bring that, we need to understand that scripture very well. That's why I wanted that version. He said, it is the truth or the revelation of who I am, not of Peter, not of the rock. That is what will be the rock, the bedrock of the church. Okay, back to Romans 10, 14 and 15 in Amplified. It says, but how are people to call upon him whom they have not believed? in whom they have no faith, on whom they have no reliance, and how are they to believe in him, to adhere to, to trust in and rely upon him, of whom they have never heard, and how are they to hear without a preacher? It says, and how can men be expected to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings. How welcome is the coming of those who preach the good news of his good things. And so when I talk about the call of God, it is to preach his good news wherever you are. 
But it says, how can they go if they are not sent? How can you preach if you have not first trusted in him and known who he is? And that is the journey that is Ecclesia Hills for many of us. Irrespective of what state, state you have been in, no matter how high you've gone in God, it's a place that brings restoration, refiring, that you might go forth and be effective for God. So embrace the journey. If you have been confused, today is about clarity, about why you're here. For some, you're here for a season. Some will get posted out, relocate. But it is what you pick here in the time you're here that's going to be critical. So act as if you're here for only two days and just sponge, like a sponge, just absorb because you will find what you need when you need it. It will just come from nowhere, seemingly nowhere, but it's been wired in you. So take the time you're here seriously. If you can please put the vision page of Ecclesia Hills, you know, because after this was going to my mind, I just decided to go and look at the vision page and I, I just started laughing. Not this next page, next page. The part that talks about creating a non judgmental environment. Let me read it out. It says, vision of, or is it the mission, is to create a non-judgmental environment for you, engendering compassion and drawing you from any impossible situation into a warm, lively, uplifting, and hopeful atmosphere where your healing is completed under God through Christ. It also says, we are the ones who heal the world. We have been given the mandate to reconcile generations. We are God's hands and feet to those who cannot find their way. We touch and heal men and women everywhere we go. Through practical ministry, we proclaim the good news and impact, impact culture through a godly lifestyle. Like I said, I read scripture, I went to vision page, it checks out. Exactly what we were just reading in Romans is there. And I was just amused. I know for a fact that when Ecclesia started, you know, Pastor Mo can write plenty of grammar. All this grammar is Pastor Mo at his best. He'll just be writing. He can't, he didn't understand the fullness of what he was writing. But he just writes as he's inspired. And whoever else was writing with him, he, he knows, I have known Pastor Mo a while. Sometimes he can seem quirky. And what he's doing might just not make sense to you. So I pity Pastor Red and Nipchi. Sometimes you don't be wondering what's Pastor Mo talking about. But I've learned, allow him. Because ultimately you will understand. And I, and I just marvel at how, in all the time Ecclesia has been existing and it's been going through different phases. Sometimes it might not seem like it's going anywhere in the direction that what you're writing and what you're seeing might not match. But God, I know God, He's not a God who is a God of coincidences. 
He's a God of process. He works things. He moves through processes to get to where he wants to. And when he does, you now say, yeah, that's what it was. And so I look at Ecclesiastes today and that's what I see. God has worked certain things. Sometimes to, to make something come, he will let certain things drop off. And in that process of dropping off, it's like John 15 talks about pruning. Pruning is about cutting things off. If you know anything about the vine, the vine is a very lush plant where we get grapes from. And so it grows and it's very prolific. But the problem is in its growing, it becomes weighty and it begins to sag. And once it sags, it drags in the dust and in the mud and that hinders its growing. So in seasons, you must prune, which means you must cut off. It's like when they cut a hedge, you have to shape it to keep its shape. You keep cutting it. And except you cut, it doesn't grow as much as it should. So sometimes that there's a need to prune. In the process of pruning, and when God prunes us, he takes things away from us that we like. And we, we sorrow and grieve. But he, he says, the branches that bear fruit are pruned for one reason, that they might be more fruitful. That describes the journey of Ecclesiastes. Now, in the mind of God, it is what he's been looking for that I know. So if you're a part of it, understand the genesis. Understand where God is going and align. Because I think God is about to shift into a, a new season that if you don't understand, you'll fall away. And that will be a pity. Everything we're going through in life today was set from the foundations of the earth. Before God said, let there be light, he had already set everything in motion. So everything happening now, thousands of years later, was configured from the beginning. There's no new thing anybody is going to. The Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. There's no new invention or anything. In fact, what they are calling inventions, are they're just finding... God is allowing you a glimpse into certain things. There's nothing new. He knows everything. You're only just discovering some things. So to you, it's a new thing. To him, it's just what he has allowed you. So in essence, Ecclesia Hills is a halfway house. That God is using to create that environment as that scripture that saying said about engendering an environment that will make people wholesome and effective for him our world is too full of broken people who are dysfunctional all of us in one way or the other are dysfunctional as I like to say everybody get their own crocro everybody The dysfunction is not the issue. Jacob was one of the most dysfunctional beings you could come across. But when God touched his hip and broke it, he became one 
the journeys by the time he was going to die and he says he leaned on his staff and he went when he talked about when he told pharaoh about I mean, the things i've been through they had shaped him into the channel that god needed god decided i want a nation that will call my own and israel came from jacob every mistake jacob made was wired into the configuration of the nation that god chose so whatever you go through is not the issue it's what god has in mind that you're broken is not a big deal but it is what the process is going to take you through that will make you what he wants to i know if there's a principle god walks by broken people are the ones that heal broken people it is one who has gone through something that knows how to help someone who is going through that same thing but you can only help when you have been restored and that's why back to romans how can they go if they are not yet first healed you are here for a season of healing a season of restoration to go forth for God yesterday I felt that God I felt very strongly that God wants to do some restoration today in a certain area you know if you have a wound that's under the surface and you know your, your skin would always form some scab cover it but there's some wounds that haven't healed inside and the scab coming over makes it seem like it's healed but it's really not been healed and it could bring infection it could even lead to sepsis which can kill and what I feel is that many of us especially in the area of hearts broken hearts betrayal despair that is like God wants to bring restoration in that area I felt it very strongly that he wants to do that today and I'm thinking okay I just wrote it down and said but I woke up this morning and only this, the song that kept going to my spirit was that resurrection and the life I just felt it kept going so I had to just keep playing it. So I had to call Godwin. Do you guys know this song? Because I'm, I'm fond of bringing song, then they won't be able to follow me. So I said, let me repent. And that song was just reverberating in my spirit and it confirmed to me that God wants to do. So I don't know if there are people here that you've gone through deep hurt, disappointment. There are things that have really that weighing you down hindering you from it could be things that happened way back there are some experiences we go through that we kind of cast away and we feel we are okay but certain events trigger them many years later and then you realize that that thing was deep-seated I feel that's what he wants to address today deep-seated things in our hearts and so if there's something that is as I'm speaking has been coming to mind it might not have been something you've thought of in a while please just come just feel to pray with you so just sing that song resurrection 
me to address today was the spirit of fear that spirit paralyzes that spirit holds you back that spirit doesn't allow you to become everything you're meant to be sometimes you feel you're not worthy sometimes you feel you're not qualified sometimes you feel you have you don't have what it takes but many times God is calling you into a place of boldness and in first Timothy chapter 1 verse 7 the amplified it says for God did not give us a spirit of timidity of cowardice of craven and cringing and fawning fear I like the amplified it's not just fear fear that is cringing makes you you cringe makes you cringe it says fear that is fawning it just Pastor come and explain what fawning is it just clings to you and just makes you feel useless. So fear that can stop you is what I'm speaking about today. It says, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. It's not just a sound mind, as King James says, but a mind that is all around complete, whole. That's what God is doing in Ecclesia Hills. And so I just want you to put your hand on your heart. And so Lord, I bring your people before you as you asked. I address that spirit of fear, of timidity, that spirit that will make people not arise into who they are meant to be. That spirit that will limit people make them feel smaller than they are make them feel they are not worthy they are not able i break that hold upon them today in the name of jesus i release upon them the spirit of the lord the spirit that brings power that brings love that brings a sound mind a mind that is well balanced a mind that is disciplined that has self-control that allows us to go to the ends of the earth i break that hold of fear upon them today and I release them to go forth and prosper in that which you've called them to. I release grace upon them, oh God. I release life upon them, oh God. I release good 
darkness upon them. I release your power, your life, O oh God. Kariku sapiala, maliko tepaha, ratepa sumbariyakatu, mazibatola makataila, repapusa, ibanda sentala bakuta, ibradaya kusa, mandekela makasua, iprate malus kaparia. I loose upon them, O oh God, the grace to go forth with boldness. I release the re- the unction of Jehu upon them, O oh God. They will break out of every limitation. Makaila ho, barasi puta, manta kalimataria, rosekubalia, andalabase, ebrodos kapariamade. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.